Hello, welcome to our weekly news roundup, the news around Uganda. It's the 2nd of May 2021. I am Lydia Lakonyero. In our first story, some senior six students had been suspended over indiscipline four days before a King's College Budo dormitory caught fire on Tuesday morning. The deputy head teacher Peter Senyimba was speaking to the New Vision while on a lunch break during detention. He was among the three officials the police arrested when they started assessing the actual cause of the fire that gutted the girls' dormitory. The Grace dormitory, occupied by senior two girls, caught fire during morning prep. The students were in their respective classrooms. Hassan Chihanda is the deputy director of the fire brigade and emergency services. Now we are going into the last phase of the firefighting, which is assessing what could have caused the, the fire. This now needs ample space and time. That is where we may have to tell the people to leave the scene after now so that they give us ample time. Otherwise, I already have enough manpower for from, from different corners. We have people from the CID, we have people from forensic, we have people from the area police, we have people from the building review commission. So all of those brains combined together, I'm sure we are going to find out exactly what could have caused this fire. The Bishop of Namirembe Diocese, Wilberforce Chichio Luarira, visited the school moments after the incident and appealed to police to release the report soon. So we pray that God may comfort the administration, the teaching and non-teaching staff, the students and the parents and all well-wishers. And we pray that investigations may be done thoroughly and a report about this fire would be availed. We pray that God may give us the courage to move on, and especially when we need to rebuild this dormitory. Meanwhile, UNEB examiners are expected to complete marking final exams within the next three weeks. They started marking primary living exams and Uganda Certificate of Education at 20 marking centers on Monday. Uganda National Examinations Board spokesperson Jennifer Kalule says they want to compensate the time lost during the COVID-19 lockdown and has asked schools to release the markers unconditionally. As a board, we also want to add our voice to that of the Ministry of Education to ask the schools, both private and public, to please allow the examiners take off time to come and do this noble cause. We shall need examiners for this period to come and help, the come and help us with the marking. So we ask the school to release them unconditionally. The Ministry of Education has also done the same, and we ask you to also do the same. Additionally, we ask you not to charge the parents in further fees after the half term. In health, the Ministry is concerned about the increasing rates of teenage pregnancies that are linked to the high maternal mortality rates in the country. The Minister for Primary Healthcare, Dr. Joyce Moriko, said 36% of maternal deaths occur among young mothers below 24 years. She said teenage pregnancies contributed to 17% of all maternal deaths. 36% of maternal deaths during the review occurred among the young mothers less than 24 years who should have been in school. And from the review, Teenage pregnancy contributed up to 17% of all maternal death. That's a huge, huge statistic. When we look at the causes of this death, nationally, there are three delays. It has been attributed as a model that leads to maternal injury and maternal death. However, 
Dr. Mariku noted that Uganda has made progress towards reducing mortality among mothers. In West Nile, a health center that is sick, the only health center for in a rural city that is bearing the burden of a district hospital, is struggling to carry out caesarean surgeries. At night, the survival of mothers is by chance because the unstable power supply forces them to operate in darkness and the human resource is inadequate with only three people to handle what a team of six should. Dr. Fred Chandi Apeli, the in-charge of Oli Health Center 4, explains why they suspended night operations. Our main operating theater operates mainly during daytime because there is a solar power that we rely on. Our main operating theater is not connected to the national grid. At night, we don't have generator power backup, so we don't want to risk a moment where solar power will not be enough and eh? light will go off and we'll get into complications of the operation. Secondly, the human resource in the theater have borrowed a nurse from another department to assist in the theater. For an operation to go successful, you need a minimum of six people in the operating theater. The surgeon, the assistant, the anesthetist, the running nurse, and then a theater attendant should be there. Out of this, I have the anesthetist, I have the surgeon, and I have the, the borrowed nurse. We don't have a theater assistant, we don't have a theater attendant. Meanwhile, Vision Group has been ranked among the top 10 best government agencies whose staff have declared their wealth to the Office of the Inspector General of Government. Other public offices which have performed to expectation include the Office of the President, Vice President, Amnesty Commission, the Directorate of Citizenship and Immigration Control, the Judiciary and the Office of the Inspectorate of Government. Meanwhile, most of the opposition political parties have not submitted their assets, income and liability to the IGG. Among the worst performers is the National Unity Platform, which has declared only 24%. The deputy IGG, Mariam Wangadia, says they have started investigating over 4,000 public servants who have not complied with the law. The compliance rate for March 2021 declaration period is at 83.11%. That is 20,778 leaders out of 25,000 leaders declared their assets and liabilities to the IDG. The others did not, and we have begun investigating those breaches with a view to prosecuting them before the Leadership Court Tribunal. So, a total of 4,222 leaders are under investigation for possible prosecution and sanctioning before the tribunal. The IGG had set the deadline of 23rd April 2021 for the declaration of wealth for all public servants, including junior officers at the rank of office messenger. Ethics and Integrity Minister Reverend Father Simon Lokodo said among the offences in the Act is submitting false information and accepting gifts to influence decision-making. And any person found in the breach of this court shall have to appear before the Leadership Court Tribunal for adjudication. And the penalties to be imposed by the Leadership Court Tribunal include, but not limited to, caution, payment of fine, demotion, dismissal from office, or even incarceration, imprisonment. I therefore take this opportunity to urge all Ugandans, especially public officers, to acquaint themselves with this law and to comply with their legal obligations. In more news from the health sector, a curriculum for training traditional herbalists has been developed to improve the quality of medicine offered and weed out quacks. It was designed by the National Drug Authority in partnership with the Directorate of Industrial Training. While launching the curriculum, 
Patrick Biakatonda, the acting director of the Directorate of Industrial Training, reported an increase in number of quacks. Biakatonda says over 8 million herbalists will undergo this training in various fields, including manufacturing and production, and will later be certified and awarded qualifications at various levels. They have levels. So you start with level one, which is an equivalent of senior four, level two, an equivalent of senior six, level three, equivalent of advanced certificate, level four, an equivalent of a diploma, level six, an equivalent of a bachelor's degree, level seven, an equivalent of a master's degree, and level eight of a PhD. The, this curriculum makes them professionals. The non-professionals will be kicked out, they were failing. And with that story, we come to the end of our weekly roundup. Good day.